Hey, welcome. My name is Glenn Lundy. Super excited to be launching our new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Can you believe it? That's right. The Breakfast with Champions podcast has finally arrived. This is your opportunity to get motivation, education, and inspiration every single day. And ultimately, your opportunity to get a seat at the table, to be a fly on the wall, to listen in to some conversations between some of the most amazing superhumans from around the planet. We're talking about people that are doing the things you know you can do, that have reached some of those levels you know you can reach. We've got celebrity interviews with people like Tiffany Haddish and Grant Cardone, Lauren Rittiger. We've got specialists in areas like Capital Ventures, right? Or wealth building, wealth management, real estate, all kinds of incredible conversations. And what's amazing about the Breakfast with Champions podcast is you're going to be able to tune in, listen in. They won't even know you're there, right? It's just like you're, you're, you're listening in on all these incredible secrets of some of the most successful humans from all around the world. You know, when we launched Breakfast with Champions, we had no idea of the power that it was gonna have. We had no idea of the collaborations it would create. We had no idea that we'd be able to connect humans from England and Australia and Saigon and America, of course, all together in one room having powerful conversations that elevate everyone in the experience. Listen, if you like these episodes of Breakfast with Champions, do me a huge favor and let us know. We would greatly appreciate it. We pour into this. You're going to get five to six hours of content every single day, Monday through Friday, five days a week. You can keep coming back. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast. We'd appreciate it. Drop your comments, share your thoughts and your reviews. It mean the world to us if you would do that. And in exchange, we promise you that we will always create a space, a safe space where you can come. You're not going to get politics here. It's not going to happen. You'll never see any type of division in here. It's actually exactly the opposite. We have a bunch of different people with different belief systems, different upbringing, different backgrounds. We've got people from all different ethnicities all coming together. But the one thing that we share is everyone in this room shares the same heart. And it is a heart to elevate you, to encourage you, to inspire you, and to help you become the absolute best version of yourself that you can possibly be. So if you would, do us a favor, write those reviews, subscribe to the podcast, tell your friends. We're going to be here, and we hope that you will be too. Enjoy Breakfast with Champions. You'll see there in the notes that you can skip forward. You can move back. If you need to pause it for a minute, you'll now have that opportunity to do so. We do record these daily on Clubhouse. We have a Breakfast with Champions Club there, or you can follow me, Glenn Lundy, if you'd like to see those rooms, if that's an app that you enjoy. You can always come in and tune in live, or of course, just sit back and enjoy right here on the podcast and anywhere your podcast can be found. It is such an honor and a privilege to be able to spend this time with you. I know that there are a trillion places you could have chose to be. You chose to be right here with us on Breakfast with Champions, and that means the world to me, and I absolutely stinking love you for it. So with that said, we are excited to launch the new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Thanks so much. A little bit more about that. I'm Susie Miller, and I am what my clients call a fixer. Think Brene Brown meets Olivia Pope. I work in the people space, uh, communication, leadership, internal growth. 
um, and how you show up in your business. Um, I'm also partners in a marketing and PR firm, and we actually have a coaching, um, a coaching arm, which is I'm going to talk about today in just a few minutes because it is integral to my growth and moving from where I was to where I am. So if you want to connect with me, DM me. I'm always open. You can go to that link and you can um, book a slot with me to talk and we can do a little coaching about your business, see if there's any synergy. I am huge about giving back. So today as we talk about this, I, I thought about this. It's so funny. Christine, you're going to laugh. I went to bed thinking we're talking about patience. I woke up to this title. <laughs> I must have read the wrong room. And I thought, okay, I'm, this, is, this is my... Um, this is my jam. This is singing my song. I am committed to growing until the day I die. Um, I talked with our son earlier today and I said, you know, I just want to tell you how impressed I am and grateful I am that you have stayed committed to growing in your emotional intelligence, in your abilities, because it's interesting as I work with, especially younger uh, millennials right now, how much is lost in not understanding yourself and not understanding the impact of your behavior and understanding what needs to happen to get from where you were into who you are. So I'd love for you to take a minute and I'd like you to write down where into who you are. Like, where are you? Who are you today and where do you want to be? Because we are going to come back. Should I take a sip of water? We are going to come back and we're going to do some coaching at the end. But I want you to have an idea in your mind about yourself so these this I'm going to give you my strategy for growth so that you have some tangible things that you can tack um, in your mind you can pin to your memory you can plant in your subconscious so it begins to change um, over the weekend I did a millionaire episode with our my business partners um, in some consulting group we did the we have a millionaire podcast it's called and we talked about the subject was um, the secret to success that no one's telling you. The secret to success that no one's telling you. Now that is a big claim. The secret that no one's telling you. And as we talked about it, um, I'm going to share a little bit about it with you today, but go to the podcast and listen. The secret. We all look for tactics. We all look for skills. And skills are important, but skills aren't the secret to success. Tactics are important. But tactics are not the secret to success. In 25 years, actually closer to 30 now, of working in my own business, building my own six and seven businesses, helping um, high performers, Fortune 500, um, nonprofits, high performing entrepreneurs grow their business. The one thing that sits at the, the crossroads for success is a commitment to growth. A commitment to growth. And that's a big statement because if you want to step away from who you were into who you are today, who you're created to be, who you want to be, you have to be intentional about growth. Having a growth mindset, having a growth as part of your daily activities, the discipline to show up when Christina was talking about not wanting to show up, that is growth. You're building internal muscles. You're building neuropathways. You're building new behaviors. You're setting new habits. And those habits, that commitment to growth is going to lead you to improve your skills, lead you to improve your tactics, lead you to continue learning. Because what you're committed to in growth is moving forward. Intentionality about growth. And so we're going to talk about that today. Adam Grant, I mentioned this before. 
um, in his book, Think Again, he talks about keeping an open mind as a teachable skill. He talks about rethinking, unlearning, relearning, and how important that is in our world, especially today. And the high performers and business executives who are actually shaping the future, for you to be a future shaper in your lane, whatever your lane is. It could be mompreneur. It could be, you know, business coach. It could be uh, just starting out. It could be inspirational speaker. Whatever your, your lane is, you can shape the future if you are willing to reevaluate your opinions, your decisions, your thoughts, and willing to grow, go through growth and the discomfort of doubt to unlearn and relearn. What he talks about in this book, it's a great book, Adam Grant, Think Again is the name of the book, and this is the line I want you to hear. Leaders are willing to think again. And growth requires us to think again, and I'm gonna give you my five steps for that, but this idea, I want you to write down on your paper somewhere, think again, because we're gonna come back to that. You know, growth is not a, a linear from one, to the, one step to the next. It is a messy process. Sometimes you feel like you're going backwards, but as long as you've set your intention and you've set your mind on a, on, a, on a fixed point, I want to grow in this way. I want to become a better speaker. I want to become more financially astute. I want to become a six-figure, seven-figure entrepreneur. I want to be more patient with my, um, my teammates and my, um, you know, my, my family, my people. I want to be more disciplined in my ability to structure my schedule. Whatever that is, if you have a target to aim at, you are far more likely to get there. 95% of the people in the world, and this is going to come up in January, don't write down their goals or don't set goals. Of the 5% that set goals, only 3% write them down. And the ones that write them down actually have a much higher chance. I think it's 83% chance of achieving them. Don't check me on that stat, but it's much higher. It's in over the 80s. So if you want to grow, what are you growing towards? What are you growing to, into? So have that intention about being a person who's committed to growth, but also what you are looking to grow towards. And I do this in multiple areas of my life. I have a, a personal growth in terms of my, I think health, uh, talked about later, in terms of my health in terms of my mindset, in terms of what I'm learning. I have business goals. What are my business goals? What am I looking for in terms of growth for my company, um, growth for my own abilities and skills? I have growth in my relationships. I have this written down. What am I looking for? What am I building with the people who matter most to me? What am I committed to? And what decisions do I make to continue to grow deeper in those relationships? I mentioned talking with my son the other day, and um, we talked about the fact, he said, you know, mama, I'm so glad you taught us to have deep conversations, to have the hard conversations. And he was really interested, interesting because he said, we didn't always like it, but I found myself in a situation over the weekend where what I learned really helped. I was able to step into an uncomfortable place and bring about good. So again, the intentionality of our relationships, the intentionality of even you being here on Breakfast with Champions shows me, and you know, look to your right, look to your left, it's a little bit like the Brady Bunch window, and you know, high five to everybody who is here to learn and grow, to become the champion you want to be. Uh, the other day, um, <clears throat> or this spring, I was sitting on my daughter's porch swing. I love me a good porch swing. And if you know anything about me, you know that we spent the last five years living on the road full time, um, touring the country, literally hiking and uh, stand up paddle boarding and kayaking and seeing people and um, just 
in our little tiny house, which by virtue of being a tiny house, did not have a porch or a porch swing. I did get me one of those camping chairs that rocks. So I did have a rocker, but I love porch swings. And I sat on her swing um, one afternoon in the spring. We were watching her dogs. They were away. And there was this beautiful like snowball bush, I think it's called, where it has the deep green leaves and the big white, they almost look like popcorn balls um, of, of bloom. And there was this yellow, I want to call it a monarch, but I don't know um, if that's what it was, but it was a big, beautiful butterfly. Not some of the little fluttery ones, but this big, big wings to me. And I sat there and I watched it as it floated from branch to branch, flower to flower. And I, I was mesmerized by the beauty and the intricacy of the pattern on its wings. And I, you know, it captured me because I love the metaphor of a butterfly. There's a verse in the scriptures that talks about God makes all things beautiful in its time. And when I've gone through some really hard things, I, I, I go back to that in terms of, of, you know, things become beautiful in their time. And the image of a butterfly has come to me many, many times. And if you think about it, that beautiful butterfly that I was watching and enjoying and just kind of pausing and being grateful for that moment, um, it didn't start that way. It was a lowly caterpillar that crawled on the ground, crawled on the branch, crawled on the leaf. And I don't know many people who go, oh, look at that caterpillar. You know, they just, you know, it's like, uh, they're just, you don't pause and maybe you do for the fuzzy ones um, or the little hungry ones by Eric Carle. But it started as a lowly caterpillar. And the caterpillar had to go into what's called a chrysalis, spin a cocoon to go into the process of change. It had to go through a transformation process to become something better. So if you want to step away from who you were, and into who you are, it requires us to step back and do some internal work. We have to go inside to do the rethinking, to do the learning. Growth is an inside job. Growth is an inside job. And therefore, I would also say success is an inside job. If you are building a business and you have all the tactics and all the skills, but you don't have the mindset and you don't have the growth, the growth set of your, your mind and posture, you will hit a ceiling because tactics and skills can only take you so far. So far in this uh, time this morning, we've talked about that. I've heard Kareen talk about it. I've heard Christina talk about it. Um, if you're in here for more than a day, it always comes up. Success is an inside job because it starts with growth. It's interesting that Glenn's Morning Five are not about go make money. It's about how you start your morning how you grow into be the person who can step into a business, step into your work, step into your role, step into your calling and make a difference because you've done the internal work. Growth doesn't happen without going through something challenging. If you think about a seed in the ground, it has to push up through the dirt. If you think about building muscles, you start and you do reps. Um, it's been so um, fascinating for me to think about internal growth as I've had to rehab my foot. I had um, a major surgery on one of my feet. Um, I had broken my toe and I made the mistake of running on it. You know, just buddy tape it and keep going. And I made a lot of, did a lot of damage to my foot. And the other day I was in PT and I had to just work on my balance. And it was this tiny little movement that was so hard. I was standing on one foot on a BOSU ball or a piece of foam and had to tap out these on these cones. And I was like, this is hard. And the PT looked at me and she said, it will get easier. Just keep doing it the best you can in the moment and you will grow those muscles and that balance. Again, you haven't used that foot for five, six, seven weeks. You've only been standing on it 
for three weeks because for five weeks it was in a boot. So that idea of growth requires effort. And I don't know about you, but most people don't wake up in the morning and go, what's going to be hard today? What can I do? What can I get through? What can I grow through? Um, because we are wired to seek comfort. But every high performer, every business success, every student I work with and coach in our coaching program goes to, gets to a point where they're like, okay, I will be intentional about growth. I will get up. I will put in the reps, whether it's in my mindset, whether it's in my health, whether it's in my business skills, all start with mindset. All start with growth. Did you know that if you cut a butterfly out of its chrysalis, you know, when they're, when they're forming, if you've ever watched a chrysalis, we did this with my kids when they were in school a gazillion years ago, and they had the little butterfly box, and it's full of little chrysalis and, or caterpillars, and they make chrysalis, and then at one point in time, they become butterflies, and you release them. But as you watch that chrysalis, you can actually see the butterfly struggling as it's beating its wings, okay? Because that's eventually what's going to break the chrysalis. And as humans, we do not like to watch people or things struggle. When we see a wounded animal, when we see a wounded person, when we see someone struggling, I mean, how many times have you just simply run forward to help open the door for someone who's got their hands full? How many times have you stepped in when a coworker is having trouble um, getting a, a project done? I just had a coaching uh, conversation with one of our students the other day who's moving into multiple six figures, and she messaged me, and she said, I know we're not meeting for another week, but can you hop on, hop into Slack and do a quick um, review of something I want to send out? You know, and I knew she was struggling to get the words right for her email, and I was like, sure, I'll do that. One of the things we do in our program is we do weekly accountability, but in between, she was struggling, and I was like, you don't have to wait. Just pop it in here, and let me take a look at it. And it was about communicating her message. And so we retooled a couple words and a couple positioning so that her email would have a higher conversion rate. Because we don't want, we naturally respond to people struggling and we lean in to help. And so you see that butterfly struggling and there's a story, you know, somebody cuts it out of its chrysalis and the butterfly will never fly because the wings didn't do the work to fill up, to get the strength, to form, to carry that butterfly's body from flower to flower. So while we watch people struggle with growth, while we are in our own moment of struggling with growth, we have to double down and be willing to go through the hard to get to good. So at this point, most people go, okay, Susie, what's required for me to transform? What does it mean to actually grow? And growth is letting go of something and moving forward to something new and better. Letting go of something. I had a very successful private practice as a therapist, and I was asked to do more and more consulting with some of my um, high-level um, CEOs and politicians and the people I worked with in the D.C. area. And you couldn't do both. Because where I lived, um, therapy fell under a medical um, HIPAA and all the different things of you have no relationship with your client outside of that hour in your office. And my opportunities were growing outside the office. And so I had to let go of one thing to become another. I had to let go of being a full-time therapist. I became a consultant and coach, and my business soared. I took off in a different direction. I began helping business owners have better conversations with their people, deal with their conflicts, internally grow so they could handle the pressures of those C-suite positions. And then as I began to do that, you know, and um, my story into getting involved with um, my new business partner, Alexa D'Agostino, is she, she worked with me 
and I worked with her and she said, can you come and help our students? Your ability to create business after business successfully intrigues me. And I want you to be part of the team. And I worked on part of the team and then I became a partner. And so growth is letting go. But each time I had to let go of something I was doing. So I cut back on some personal clients to be involved in creating this new business and being a partner in a business that did, you know, a million dollars in 90 days. That's now representing some of the biggest brands. Okay. And so you have to let go of something to move forward. You know, at some point you put down the five pound weight, you pick up the seven pound weight and you're like, okay, it's, it's a little harder, but I can do it. The hardest place that I see this is in relationships. If you are in a success journey, which I assume you are because you're in Breakfast with Champions, I'm going to almost guarantee 99% that there is someone in your life who has rolled their eyes, who has not been supportive, who's made comments like, well, you're always busy now, or you're doing that thing. You know, you got that side hustle now. Or wait, you're quitting your job because you think you can make it as an entrepreneur? And they are, they've been somebody in your life that has been in your inner circle. You may have to let go a bit and let them go so you can grow. To be able to pursue new opportunity, you have to be willing to leave behind what is keeping you where you are. Sometimes it's a mindset. Sometimes it's a belief set. Sometimes it's a skill set. One of the things I've recently learned to do, um, I took a copy course. I was, you know, I love language. I'm a writer, but copy is very different. And so a couple years back, I took a copy course so I'd get better at copy and I began to grow. I got a marketing coach and it helped me grow as a marketer. Marketing is my first degree, but I haven't done the digital as much as I've done the personal. And so I learned, I let go of some things to make room for something. So be sure if you are growth minded and you are setting your intention to grow towards something that you are aware the path can be, will be hard. There will be people who won't support you. There will be moments of doubt. There will be moments of struggle, but I promise you this. I 100% agree, uh, guarantee there will be people who cheer you on, many of them in this room. There will be people who help you with the next skill you need. There will be people who, who walk with you, mentor you, coach you, cheer you on to achieve the growth. And when you stand at the threshold of achieving what you've set your mind to, that feeling is unparalleled because you have, you are crossing a finish line that you've worked and target yourself to get to. You know, when you have that first six-figure month, when you step out and you um, do that 10th sales call and it goes well, when you have the hard conversation with someone who really matters to you, one of those inner circle relationships, and even though it's awkward, it grows your relationship to the next level. Those moments, the satisfaction of I went through hard to get to good is unparalleled. Unparalleled. So I want to talk to you about how to do that. This process for growth, I go through with all my clients from multimillionaires to fortune 100 leaders to high level government people to high earning entrepreneurs. And it starts growth starts with number one, awareness, awareness. Hold on. <coughs> I'm struggling with some allergies today. The very first thing <clears throat> that you do is you become curious. You become aware. To become aware, you're curious. You step back, you pause, you listen, you look, and you, you go, what's going on? What are the places where I keep running against barriers? What are the patterns that no longer serve me? Where am I resisting information or feedback? 
information or feedback. What's happening that I need to be aware of? Because awareness means suddenly something's on my radar screen. We live in a very busy, very noisy world. And unless we bring something into our focus, out of our peripheral vision, maybe it starts in your peripheral vision and you bring it front and center and you say, what's going on here? You know, I was working with a client who had sit, one of our clients who had really hit a ceiling in six figures. They were at mid six figures and they really, really were, their goal was to get to seven. Um, they were using the tactics we taught them. They were staying accountable to do the work. And they met with me and we talked about their money mindset. We were talking about their, their goals and they made a comment where they said, well, you know, people with money, they, they tend to be, um, they tend to be unkind. They tend to use people. That was the word she said. They, they step over people. And we kept going and I paused her, paused a minute and I said, I'll call her Sally. I said, hey, um, you said something a few minutes ago that I, I want to go back to. People with money use people. They step over people. People who are successful, she had a very negative connotation about what that meant. And that was in conflict with her values, her values of being a good, kind, helpful, supporting person. And so whenever the, her, the money came up in her subconscious, she planted a seed that said money equals being mean, unkind, stepping over people. One of the places I see this is in um, a lot of church circles. The love of money is, you know, is the root of all evil. So they go, oh, money, let's not be, let's not make money. Let's stay in our, you know, poverty mindset. No, no, no. Having to be becoming aware of that mindset for her. She's like, oh my gosh, I don't even realize I'm my own lid. I believe that if I cross into a certain money level, I will be what, what we grew up thinking was rich. And those people use people. And I was like, okay, let's unpack that. Let's talk about it because, and let's, let's get some tools in place because now that you're aware, you can move to the next step. So awareness is where we start. We become curious, we become interested, and we become um, able to identify what it is that's in our way. Growth begins when we become aware of the thoughts and behaviors that no longer serve our greatest good, our important goals, and the relationships that matter most. Let me say that again. Growth begins when we become aware of the thoughts and behaviors that no longer serve us, that no longer help us get towards what we've targeted. Remember, we started with intentionality. My goal is to get to, for this person, it was seven figures. For you, it might be, I want to get out of five figures, and I don't know how to do it. I need tactics, I need skill. My intentionality is to grow. And so I'm going to hire a coach. I'm going to get involved with people who are, who are going where I want to go. You know, there's, there's a bit of a herd mentality. Like when you're running a race, if you've ever done a race, like you're with a group of, of, of runners. And, and I know for me, my pace always changes because I want to stay with them. They're pulling me along faster. Okay. Growth begins when we become aware of the thoughts and behaviors that no longer serve our greatest good, our goals, our relationships. So once we begin to become aware, we get to move to step two, which is to understand. We understand. I'm going to mute for a second because I got to sneeze. Oh, deadness on the clubhouse stage. Terrible, terrible. Excuse me for that. Okay. Understand. <laughs> <laughs> I just like, I can't sneeze on, on, cam on camera. I can't sneeze on mic. Okay. Understand. When you begin to understand the impact 
of the things that you're now aware of, you can begin to make the change, okay? When you understand the impact, usually the impact is relates to something that matters to us. Um, it's, it's a goal monetarily, but I will argue it always comes down to relationships. Most people work hard because they want to provide a legacy, a lifestyle for the people they love. They want to leave a legacy for their family. They want a lifestyle for their mama and their, and their wife and their kiddos. They want to make a difference. They want to prove themselves to themselves. It comes down to this understanding of, I am driven to do this. And so suddenly, let me go back to Sally. She became aware that her mindset about money was that people with money use people. They're not good people. And she began to understand the impact of that. Because what, we, what she began to unpack was, as I understand the impact of this mindset, I'm seeing places where I've self-sabotaged, she said to me. We unpacked them. I was like, yes. When you begin to be aware and you, you go the next step and understand, what is the impact of this in my life? Amelia Antonelli, Antonetti, uh, Karine mentioned her. She's a, she's a behaviorist. She's a friend. And we were talking. She talked one day in Breakfast with Champions, and she said this, these words. She said, if you show me your car, if you show me your desk, if you show me your calendar, I can tell you about your life. Because if it's messy and unstructured, if they're messy, that tells me how you work, how you live. And it hit me like a ton of bricks because um, I am very diligent about my schedule. But I'm not always diligent about keeping my desk as neat or my car. Like every time I get on my car, and especially during COVID, masks and wipes and all this stuff. Like, do I keep my uh, life or does my car as my desk a sign of what is important to me, which is a level of order? Okay. So as I begin to understand that, I could move into the next thing. I could look at how I engage. So when you become aware suddenly I'm aware, I'm going to go back to my Sally story, that she becomes aware that I think wealthy people, people who make money, millionaires in her mind, which was, again, that was the goal she was growing up. Um, you know, that was the wealthy people had million dollar businesses. And she said, they're, um, they use people. I don't ever want to be a user. And so in that, she was making a connection in her neurochemistry, in her brain of using people in, in the success level of seven figures. As she became aware of that, she began to understand two things, where it came from and the impact of it. So as we become aware, we go, where did this story come from? So often the stories we tell ourselves are things we learned in childhood or things we think we understood, things that we, we picked up along the way, and we don't even realize they're driving the train. And so we have to understand, wait, where did this come from? Well, that came from a story of her family, her grandmother, you know, um, some of the things that I'm not even going to go into it, but some of the things she was told, you know, somebody, somebody did wealthy, did cheat the family. And so all wealthy people now are bad. They use people. Well, no, or all wealthy people are flashy. Well, no, one of my, um, one of my good friends, uh, a family member works with Warren Buffett and he still drives a regular car. If he was driving down the road, you wouldn't know it. You wouldn't know it was a wealthy person because that's the way he, you know, uses his money. So not all wealthy people do all these things they've been told. So we looked at that and we said, okay, we understand where this is coming from. Now let's understand how it impacts you. Well, what the impact on her was every time she got close to a to to the opportunity to to cross over seven figures, she would self sabotage, and she and it was clever. 
she had an opportunity to, do, to move forward and partner with somebody and she got into it and they ended up having what you know a disagreement it wasn't a good fit and I was like, well, as we unpacked it she said I, I was afraid I was scared I didn't know what to do and so I I saw I sabotaged it and we began to look at what her behavior was and how her unawareness had led her to actually not achieve her goals so awareness comes first then comes understanding and after this understanding of where it came from and and how she's how it's impacting her life you get to choose how you engage once i understand what's going on i now get to choose how i engage and how we engage is different because of a new line of thought this transformation so in rewiring her brain and her money mindset sally had to pull out the old tapes she had to think through that's what my grandmother said that was her experience and one of the things we did was we looked at people she knew who were in the income level she wanted to be at she was in a coaching group our coaching group and there were some people who were already had already crossed into seven figure revenue in the six months time and i was like hop on a call with them get in the you know they're in our community and talk to them she's like oh i like her she's nice and giving and kind and i was like right and she runs a seven figure business she's moving into multi seven figures this year multi no she's not from seven yet high sevens she's going to cross you know eight i guess high sevens sevens is eight yeah okay sorry i'm not good at math um okay so she, she said oh but i like her i said right she's moved her target now she's now looking at a half a million dollar business in, in revenue oh i never know that and so as we talked i was like okay so you begin to learn that what you've been taught isn't the only truth there is all wealthy people don't use people money is not a bad thing wealthy people can be good and benevolent and support charities like christina's and provide for their families and uh, increase the economy and you know for one of our clients it was to be home with her children i wanted to, to leave my nine to five to be home with my kiddos you get to choose in those moments how you're going to engage with what you now understand so we we began reprogramming her money mindset we began to put in a new line of thought and what's fascinating about this is neuroplasticity is a new word i'm sure you've all heard it it's out there now a ton because what they have discovered is that the brain isn't set what you know you all heard we've heard the brain is set by this age who you are is who you are you can't change um, beyond a certain point no they have found that you can rewire your brain you can create new neural pathways new thought lines new belief systems that actually guide you in your subconscious so as you begin to engage you can rewire your brain she took out what was going on from her old life and she's like i know wealthy people who are doing incredibly well and who are incredibly kind and are supporting her and they're the kind of person i want to be as a seven-figure business owner and that became part of her daily discipline and then we looked at how she engaged with opportunities then she began looking for opportunities to partner with people who would help her get there she began to not self-sabotage those things she showed up at events prepared and ready to engage and create deeper partnerships that would lead her into deeper business when i began to do this the, the impact of opening up my own mindset and connecting with people who were further on the path when it comes to building revenue it floored me 
it floored me. And part of the reason I was able to help Sally is because it was familiar to me. Okay? So you begin to engage differently. Okay? You, un you become aware of what's going on. You understand where it doesn't serve you and the impact of it, where it came from. And then you think, how do I want to engage now? How do I want to run my calendar? How do I want to run my meetings? How do I want to invest my time, my energy, my resources in getting to my goal in a very intentional way? You know, relationally is another place I talk, talked with a, a CEO, this is a couple of years back, and the he, one of his partners that he started the business with, there began to be this uh, tension between them. And he did, he was raised that conflict, he didn't do conflict. You know, if, you, if there was tension or disagreement, you just were nice, you were Switzerland. And what was happening is the tension was building and building and he began to snap at his partner more. Um, and this is business partner. And so the meetings got tense and you could see the staff, like they kind of all sat back in their chairs when these two men went out of the, in, in the room and morale went down. And it all came back to this, my client who I'll call Bob, didn't want to engage in the hard conversation. He then under, he began aware like, oh, this is not going well. I am, I am in conflict with my partner in business. We were friends, we were buddies, we're on the same page, what has happened? Well, he's not around as much, he's not as available, he's not as in tune to what's going on. And it really frustrates me, he's not putting in 110%. And I said to him, why? He goes, I don't know, he just hasn't been as available. I've been too busy to ask. Okay, awareness of a behavior, let's understand what's happening. And in my not asking, I, I just assumed. I assumed he was this, this, or this. And I was like, okay, well, that's not going well. Assuming is not getting you where you want to go. What if you engage differently? What if you take him out to lunch and you go, you know what, here's what I've noticed. Over the last three months, you've been less engaged. You've been um, meeting deadlines right at the deadline or, you know, 30 minutes after. Or, you know, we're dropping some balls. Some things are falling through the cracks. Some clients are getting upset. What's going on? And as his partner began to tell him what was going on in his life, the understanding grew. And he was like, okay, I'm going to engage with you to understand what's going on. But now let's look at how with this, there was a personal crisis in his life. Let's look at how we can partner differently so I can help carry you through this. Where can we offload some things? Who can we bring on? What can we do so that our partnership stays intact and the business continues to grow? And as I coached him through all this, it was astounding because he came to me and said, Susie, I engage differently now. Now in the meetings, you know, I know where there's going to be um, a potential for conflict and I know how to handle it. And the morale in our company is changing. So first you become aware, then you understand, then you look at how you engage and you get to choose how you engage when you understand more. You might be more patient. You might be more direct. You might be the kind of leader who never brings up things like this one and he needed to be more direct. And he had the meeting and he's like, if you are in this situation, it helps our company if you tap out for the day, then, or come to me and say, I need somebody to stand in this gap because I'm gonna drop the ball here. I'm getting on a plane tomorrow and I'm gonna be juggling and I'll probably drop this ball. Can you cover for me? So as you begin to engage, you begin to see what happens and then you evaluate. How does this new thinking, this new behavior, this new attitude impact my goal? How does this new way of dealing with my partner impact the goal to grow the business? Well, I have a lot less, um, for, for Bob, he was a lot less angry. 
And so he had energy to pick up the slack because he understood what was happening. And so as he evaluated, he was like, this move was smart. Don't need to take him a leave of absence. Just need to have him have some, you know, things that will bridge the gap for him so that we can continue to move forward. So you evaluate. How does my new way of engaging this new thinking, this new behavior, this new attitude impact my goal and getting the desired outcome? And if it's going well, if it's working, it's effective, you double down. If it's not, you modify, you get some feedback, you rethink, you become curious, you do the work to figure out how this engagement is helpful or not helpful. This is so important, especially relationally. Whenever you try to move in a new direction with friends or family or, you know, um, let's say you got a side hustle with your business and you're trying to grow it and you hear from your, your, your people, you're, not, you're always busy, you're always distracted, you're always on your phone. Well, now you become aware that's true and you have a reason for it. I'm on my phone because I'm trying to do business during my off hours. But then I begin to understand that's making my people really mad and making them feel like I don't care about them. So the way I'm going to engage now is I'm going to go, okay, from, you know, 7 to 9, I'm going to be with the family. From 9 to 10, I'm going to be on my phone. Or on the weekends, I'm going to get up early and I'm going to work because I want my family's time. You know, and you begin to engage differently. And then you evaluate how that's going. How is that getting you towards your goal? If it's working, great. And what's really fun about this part is you get to seek feedback. You get to go, how's it going? Do you notice a difference? Am I on my phone less? Like that story's mine. I got caught being on my phone all the time because now I, I mean, I can, I can always do work on my phone. And one of the things that my daughter said to me once is she goes, you know, you picked up your phone three times during dinner when I was talking. And I was like, huh, that makes you feel un unimportant. She goes, kind of. So when I walk into her house now, I leave my phone on the table at the door because I know me. If it's next to me and it's, I'm, I'm going to get the, I'm going to get the grabbies and I'm going to look at it. And so I evaluated, how's that going? She goes, it really means a lot to me that now you're attentive at dinner. And at one point in time, we had a big deal going. And I said, I'm going to need to check it at 7 because I'm waiting on some numbers. She's like, thanks for telling me. Okay, great. So I walked over, checked it, did what I need to do, came back in 20, 30 minutes. And it went smoothly because we evaluated the new engagement. Step five is after you get the feedback, you modify. You modify the behavior. And this is the fun part. This is where you have a, an ongoing loop. When you begin to evaluate, you begin to be aware again. You begin to understand. You look at how you engage. You evaluate and you modify. You aren't stuck where you are. Stepping away from who you are and from who you were and into who you are. You're not stuck. You can grow. You can transform, leave behind. You can begin again. Growth and transformation is actually one of the few things we have control over. We get to choose to be aware. We get to choose to understand. We get to choose how we engage. We can choose to evaluate how our engagement impacts our goals. And we can modify. Or we can dig our heels in and go, this is me, just deal with it. It's not going to get you very far. I've always, how many of you have heard this? I've, we've always done it this way. Why are you bringing in a new way to market, to do copy, to you know, do email sequences? Why are, you know, we've always done it this way. Death by non-modification. One of the most important things in our company is marketing by modification. You get it out there, you try, you see how it goes, and 
you modify, you do it again. When you do this, you are in the intentional growth track. You can control how and if you grow. If you want to succeed in any area of your life, business, personal relationships, health, um, health, wealth, mindset, the one secret is the choice to intentionally grow. To be a person who says, I will become aware of what's happening in my world. And even if it's hard to face, I'll face it. I'll understand where those thoughts and behaviors came from. And I'll look at how they're impacting the things that matter most to me. How that understanding, I'll understand how that's affecting my business growth, my relationship growth, my health growth. And then I'll choose how I engage. I'm going to engage in a way that moves me towards my goal. And sometimes that's learning a whole new habit. Sometimes, I, I talked about my car earlier. I now, as a habit, pick up everything in my car when I leave. All the trash, all the bags, all the extra, so that when I get in it, in case you know it, it looks neat, it's a habit. It's a habit because I want to build habits in my life. Like I, I mentioned, I have a habit of, I, I get up and I make my bed. I make my bed first thing. I love, and so when Admiral, Admiral William McRaven said, if you want to change the world, start by making your bed. I was like, I'm already on that one. I'm changing the world every day, making my bed. Up with my hands and, you know, so you get to choose how you engage. We are in charge of that. And then you evaluate. How is this engagement getting me closer to my goal? How is this engagement not getting me closer to my goal? For me, I'm going to go back to my foot. I was, in, you know, buddy taped my toe and when I and ran on it, and when I evaluated it, I did more damage. It wasn't helpful. And the bummer was I was off my foot for three. I'm still, I'm still not back to running because I didn't engage well. <laughs> you know, I didn't engage with my body well. I took advantage of it. I wasn't kind to it. And so now um, I'm in a different place. So when you engage and then you evaluate, you get to de determine, is this working? Is my growth track moving me forward, or do I need to tweak again? You can solicit feedback, and then you modify. You know, we do this with our marketing copy. I mentioned the gal I was working on with her copy. We sent it out. I was like, let's test and see which of these two titles work best with your email list. Let's test it. Let's put it out there. Let's evaluate it, and then we'll modify it. If you are willing to modify, you have a growth mindset. Because modification means you've put yourself out there. You've not, waiting, you've not waited until you got it all right. You've engaged, you've evaluated, and now you'll modify because growth is important to you. So one more time, all of your success starts with an intentionality to grow. It starts with awareness. It moves to understanding. Then you get to choose how you engage. As you engage in new behaviors and new ways of thinking, you evaluate the impact of those, and then you modify, and you start that circle all over again. So that is how, that is my secret for each of you on how to get from where you were into becoming who you are and who you want to be. I'm going to open it up for about 15 minutes of questions or live coaching if you want. Um, any thoughts, any additions, any questions, just come on off your mic and let's have a chat. Susan, yes, Oh, okay, Christina first and then Kim. I would just like to say how uh, I am, you know, amazed at how our segments aligned with the uh, behaviors and um, the thoughts and uh, engagement and 
So, yeah, I'm sitting here uh, writing notes for the social media show because I have another segment there. But I'm like, okay, wow, was she um, watching me write my notes? But I'm, I'm amazed at how that happened always. So thank you so much for the segment. Tiff, I'm passing it on to you. Oh, before you, Susie, if you want to say anything, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, I love that. Uh, let's use it with social media. I mean, we do that with social media. Um, if you are engaged, you know, so let's start with you're aware. I want to grow my social media. I got to understand that right now it's not growing. What does that mean? What am I doing? What do I believe? Who am I learning from? I need to understand the impact. And now I'm going to start listening to social media shows so I engage and learn about how, let's just use Instagram. Instagram is changing by the minute. So I'm going to get involved with people who that's their skill. I'm going to listen. I'm going to take notes. I'm going to, I'm going to engage differently in my social media and see what happens. And then I'm going to evaluate. I'm going to evaluate, is these new tactics working? How is my, what are my numbers? How is my social media growing? And based on what I evaluate, I'm going to modify. So this circle applies to everything. Thank you for that, Christina. Tiff, you're next. Hey, good morning. I was on a walk and was not able to take notes. And I know better. Like when you speak, I know I need to be sitting down taking notes. So I'm so grateful there's the replay. But this was really, really good. Like it was everything I needed to hear today. I felt like I felt like you were speaking to me, so I want to say thank you. I know you were speaking to all of us, but I really felt like you were speaking to me. Um, for those of you who don't know, if you click on the three dots at the top right-hand side of the screen, you can save this replay, and it'll show up on your profile. When you click on your profile, it'll be the very first icon you see at the top, and you can go back and listen, and that's what I like to do. Like when you hear speakers like this that are so good, and there were so many gems that you wanted to, like maybe you didn't get to write them all down or like you were driving or something, you can go back and you can fast forward to, you can fast forward to Susie and you can listen to what she had to share. So just wanted to share that little tip with you um, so that in case any of you were like me and you really wanna go back and listen again and again, you can do that. So thank you so much, Susie. This was so, so good as usual. Oh, Tiff, thank you so much for your kind words. Um, I, I That helps me because I'm always, I mean, I want to bring value. And so it, thank you for taking the time to say that to me. And I remember being on a, on a run actually in the early clubhouse days and um, stopping, having to stop my watch and, and, and pulling up my notes so I could get something down before there were the days of replays. So I love that we have replays now. That's a great reminder. Thanks for that, Tiffany. You're welcome. I love it too. Anyone else have something they want to share or something they've done to grow or a place where they want to ask a question? I'm just scrolling down here. Who came off their mic? Hey, Hi. Susie. Okay, I see two people, help and somebody else. I just wanted to give you an update with um, two months ago, you told me to focus when I on the one class instead of separating the one topic into two different audiences, and mm -hmm. I can understand why. And although I'm having a hard time with the software, but the momentum and the focus and just the clarity that I have, like it absolutely works you know, focusing on the one thing. So I wanted to thank you and update you on that. And Christina and Dora Maria have been holding me accountable to make sure I get this thing done um, before my deadline, which my final one is October 27th. So thank you so much for that. You are so welcome, Help, and thank you for coming off your mic and telling me that. It's always fun to hear, you know, when things, when somebody, you give some insight or coaching to someone and they take it and it works. Um, 
that I have to give credit to my uh, one of my early on coaches who I I love ideas and I have ADHD and I have seven plates spinning at the same time. And she looked at me and she said, Susie, you can't chase two rabbits at the same time. And I was in sales at the time. If you want to build this business to where you want it to be, you're going to have to say no to some other things um, because your energy, your time, your focus is split. And she was right. And as I began, you know, it's kind of like making you choose when you're choosing between two avatars. It's like choosing your favorite child. But I want to help this person and I want to help this person. I want to help this person. Well, what happened to me as I let go of, of some avatars in my sales, my sales rocketed because I was better and better at one thing. And it didn't mean I couldn't do the other. I just didn't do it at the same time. I did it later. When we coach our clients in our coaching program, we talk a lot about verticals. The woman I mentioned who's moving into um, multiple seven figures, she's on her third vertical. She started her first vertical. She doubled down on her avatar, and, and, and she absolutely killed it. And then she wanted to diversify, and she began doing a new vertical. She went from remodeling to now she was doing um, you know, houseplants. People wanted more from her, but she didn't. there was only one of her. So how can I multiply my, you know, my time and get passive income by something I sell? So she did another vertical. Now she's moving into another country, like literally watching and being part of helping people grow their businesses to be on their wildest dreams has been one of the greatest joys. And for me, it meant letting go of some clients, working with Passive the CEO and being a partner in Team Consulting Group. I do a little bit less consulting work right now with my, my clients, but the thrill for me of hearing something like what you just said is absolutely worth it. So if you guys are stuck and you're like, why am I not growing? Take a look at your avatar. Are you doubling down? Are you helping? If your audience is mostly women, you know, say, I help women grow. So for health, grow in their health, let go of their, um, their past behaviors. I'm making this up because I read her bio really special, really quickly. And, you know, becoming so aware of their numbers that they are fine to their health for longevity. And, and she's got pink on her background. And so she's like, okay, I work with women. It doesn't mean men won't follow her but her messaging is very different. And so that's a whole other a whole other segment, but thank you for that health. Focus on one, focus on one. Who else? This is health. Well, I, I believe it was- Oh, go ahead, Lee, oh, that, that spoke before. I don't know who I'm that- sorry, who? This is Helen, the health and wealth coach. I, 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 you, I think you were responding to me, but I'm not the one that just um, spoke. No, I was talking to health, health, health. Her name is health up here, Health Wells. Yeah, that's me, but that I'm, I didn't speak before. It was somebody else. No, no, no. Okay. There's Helen, more than one. There's more than one. You're the health and wealth coach, Helen L. She's health wealth. Oh, my so, God. Are you serious? Um, Shantae, yeah. Shantae, well. yeah. Yeah, yeah. But welcome, Helen. We're glad you're here. You know, this is more from health this and more wealth we can get. This is yeah. a first for me. Thank you. I have to meet this other <laughs> Well, yes, just scroll up, just scroll up a little bit. She's above you. Um, uh, she's on my left, um, uh, on my, the left of my screen. But PTR and see her. Um, that's great. Meet each other, connect. Health is wealth, y'all. I, um, I, as you know, have lost my health, and nothing you can, no amount of money in the world can buy you your health. It can buy you some tools and tactics and great doctors, but we are responsible for our health. And so, health is wealth. I love that we have two people on the stage who want to talk about that. Um, so thank you for that. Dr. So I yeah, if I may, I loved your share. I, I don't know if I've heard you speak before, but you so resonated with a lot of the things you said early. And I just wanted to put it out there as you shared about a lot of, you know, business clients and things like that. 
everything that you've shared is also deeply resonating with anyone in relationship struggles at home with parents, children. I mean, I see exactly the same dynamics. You know, I special generational trauma, family lineages, and it's still the same exact things. The first step is always awareness. So I just love everything you've shared, like the steps, they completely align in any area of anyone's life. It's not just business success. And I know you mentioned social media. It really relates to every area of anyone's life. And one more thing that I absolutely resonated and just wanted to put out there for anyone maybe who, who will want to hear that is every time we level up, I notice the same thing come up in my own life and every client I've ever worked with, whenever we level up, there is a new layer of resistance that comes up, a new layer of self-sabotage. So, you know, I, I want to hear if you've had that experience as well, because what I find is that it's just those unconscious blocks, I call them. It's all those triggers and childhood Absolutely. programming yep. that, Absolutely. right, that just comes up to yep. the surface to be seen and witnessed and healed, yep. you know, in whatever and capacity. Well, it's so funny that you say that, Helen, because my start was as a marriage and family therapist. And I lived and breathed in the relationship realm. And so what happened for me in a very interesting way was I was working at that point with a lot of um, couples and men. And the, kind of my USP, unique selling proposition, was um, women like me and men trust me. Like I had men after men come in and go, my friend Bob, my friend Greg, my friend Joe, my friend Kevin told me to come see you. And as I worked with them, and they ever, you know, more and more of them said, hey, I'm using what you taught me at work. I'm using what you taught me at work. Can you come in and train my team? And that was actually part of my shift. Um, I had also some health stuff in there, but it was actually moving in realizing that everything I was teaching is applicable across the board. So I love that you brought that up. Yes, yeah, so while I talk about business, because that's a lot of where my focus is right now, one of the things I do the most with the Passion to CEO program is talk about mindset and our relationship with ourselves. And so what uh, Dr. Helen, or what Helen said is so true. If you, if you have any area of your life that is difficult or that you're wanting more, let's just say that, I want more in my, and then fill in the blank. If you will stop and go, what am I aware of about this relationship, this business, this what I want more of? What I understand about how, who I am in this moment is impacting that. What do I want to do? How do I want to engage differently? Whether it's the discipline of getting up early, whether it, for me, it began the discipline of listening uh, differently to my kids. I have a very different personality styles in my kids. And I remember the day I thought my middle daughter and I were having some trouble because I want her to communicate the way I do. And she doesn't. And so I started listening differently. And I remember saying that to her, like, this is on me. You're, you know, you communicate differently than I do and your older sister does. I need to shift. And so absolutely relationally this matters. And then as you begin to engage differently, you get to evaluate. Is this engagement doing, getting me where I want to go? It may be slow going, especially if you're dealing with teenagers or if you're in a startup or if you're at the beginning of growth. And then you evaluate and you modify. And it is across the board. So thank you for pointing that out, Helen. I appreciate it. we got two minutes left. Anyone else? Hi, Susie. This is Dami. Hi. How are you? Hi, um, I really loved and thank you um, what you had spoken on regarding this idea of, you know, money doesn't grow on trees and <laughs> um, all of the, um, I don't even want to put them out there um, just to reaffirm it, but like I was, I grew up with, the, you know, sort of money being the root of all evil. And so 
um, what's interesting to me, because even now I've had the awareness and, um, and it really came through having my children and realizing, you know, when I first started to say that to them, like, hey, wait a minute, this does not make any sense. Um, but now jump to um, how it plays out in my life. Um, I realize that it's still showing up, right, by default. So, for example, you know, as well, coming from a background where, you know, my family are highly religious, it's always been about, you know, you're supposed to turn the other cheek, but also really help others, right? So I got into very much this kind of flow of people just picking my brains, right? I'm a filmmaker, people want to make have ideas. So I'd spend so much time, I'd be like, well, how, where did the day go? And I realize I'm on the phone talking to people as um as they pick my brains so i'm wondering like just and i know we've only got a minute like though what type of steps you would say as a one thing to do to try and get out of that that kind of nook and cranny of being sort of readily available because you want to help but at the same time you understand you need to monetize correct um well for one thing i want you to do is click on that link and book an appointment with me because i will coach you through this just complimentary um, and talk about possibilities for moving forward. But here's the thing, um, because I can't answer it that quickly. The one thing I will tell you is people value what you value. Um, when somebody says, can I pick your brain? Um, that is a, a, a statement of, um, I want what you have to give me for free. And what I began to say is, you know what? Um, if you hop on my website, there's a pick my brain session that you can purchase. And I remember when I started it I, and I did it because a coach coached me in this and it was like, this is what my clients pay for an hour of my time. You know, you want me to pick my brain? I do it for 30 minutes. It's half the price. Here's here, you know, go sign up there. And it was this idea where I began to value my time because what I was giving away, and I always, I mean, I've always had pro bono clients. I always have a place where I give back. But for you, um, you just said it. Uh, where did the day go? I'm not monetizing my brilliance and I need to provide for either my family, you know, we support different ministries. If I give away all my time for free, I don't have money to support things that matter, whether it's my kiddos, you know, uh, my, the ministries we believe in, my business partners, whatever. The idea is you have to pause long enough to value your gifts as monetizable. And it's very different in today's world because so much is done in this way for you to say, you know what, um, I actually have a course hop on here and get my course. Or one of the things, if it's too hard to say, pick my brain at the beginning, you could say, you know what, I have a YouTube channel. Everything is, is free there. And once you get through that, we can talk about working together. I've pointed a lot of people to my free content um, because I teach a lot of what I believe um, and what I teach my clients, what they pay for. So part of it is shifting your mindset of you don't owe them this. And it's not selfish to say no. It's okay to say, you know what, in my, in my week, uh, David Spizak does it. This is brilliant. He has office hours on Friday and they're a group. You could say, you know what, every Thursday from 10 to 11.30 or 12, I do a live office hour Q&A, hop on my Zoom. I'll answer because people are asking me the same, same things. So you can, there's creative ways to get around delivering what you want to deliver because you care about people and protecting your um, ability to monetize. So that's a very quick answer in the, in the minute and a half I had, but yeah, definitely connect with me on a DM me or go to that link and, and let's, let's talk because that is a thing. A lot of helping people. Thank have. you so much. So, I appreciate you. Susie. That was dope. Thank you. You're, you're so welcome. Yeah. Please reach out to me at this point. It is my privilege to hand this over to the amazing one and only Tara Q who will take us into the social media show and wow you with brilliance insights and practical, tactical tips 
to help grow your social media. Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions. If you want to catch the live version, you can follow us on Clubhouse and listen from 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, Saturday 6 to noon, and Sundays with our 111 Sunday service. Make sure you're keeping up with Breakfast with Champions and getting yourself a seat at the table.